This is the truth about public speaking. It's the podcast that puts you front and center when you're front and center. I'm Ed Barks, here to help you advance your career, attain your business and public policy goals, burnish your reputation, and gain added confidence when the spotlight shines on you. In this 10-part special limited series, each program runs 5 to 10 minutes, enough time to give you the public speaking strategies you need while not belaboring your busy schedule. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave a review too. And take a leadership role by sharing the podcast with colleagues who stand to benefit. Now, let's discover the truth about public speaking. Two out of three ain't bad, but two out of three isn't necessarily good when it comes to the three keys to great presentations. The vast majority of presenters focus on performance, the second of the three keys. Preparation, the first key, comes in a distant second. The sad fact is most neglect the vital third key, assessing feedback. That's what we're going to talk about now. Measuring how you performed is vital to your continued improvement as a speaker. Better speakers get better results. They persuade more people more readily. They are more effective educators. They rise to the top of the corporate ladder. They win the respect of colleagues and competitors. Toward that end, you need to set some speaking goals. Write them down and review them before every presentation you deliver. Envision what it is you want to change. Strike a balance with those goals. If you set the bar too low, you won't be challenged sufficiently. If you try to stretch too far, you'll end up frustrated and your improvement curve will flatten out, perhaps even dip downward. The goals of a novice speaker versus a polished presenter will diverge. As a beginner, you may be satisfied simply to stride to the front of the room, complete your speech, and walk off stage in one piece. If you're a speaking pro, you may decide to sharpen one or two nonverbal qualities, for example. I've got to tell you, I'm not a fan of those color-by-numbers evaluation forms, so won't belabor them here. You can read more about my thoughts on them in Chapter 9 of the book The Truth About Public Speaking. See the show notes for a link to the book. What's the best assessment tool for most people? My experience of more than 25 years consulting with executives on their public speaking abilities tells me one thing. Record yourself. Video is best, but audio can work too. And do it every time you speak. It doesn't necessarily need to be professionally done, assuming it's strictly for your learning purposes. And never let that recording gather dust. Watch it or listen to it and critique yourself honestly. Now, let's talk about how you can take advantage of real-time feedback. This means being conscious of watching for audience reactions as you speak. An important word about real-time feedback, I contend that a speaker's main job is to communicate, not simply to present. Communication is a two-way street, so be prepared to communicate in both directions, sending and receiving. What are some of the signs your listeners send that tell you things are on target? Well, they include solid eye contact, smiles, nodding, 
applause at key moments, and relevant questions during Q&A. Then there are the negative signals that tell you when you're on the verge of losing your audience, such as heads buried in mobile devices, side conversations, people heading for the exits, or someone taking 40 winks. If your feedback sensors witness any of these mannerisms, it's time to shake things up right away. The longer you permit your listeners to stay disengaged, the more difficult it is to recapture them. What can you do? Well, use your nonverbal tools. Move a few steps so the audience gets to redirect its gaze and shift ever so slightly in its seats. Raise or lower your voice. Toss in a pause. Pose a question to the audience or take a poll. Asking them to raise their hands and shout a loud yes or no helps to get their juices flowing again, too. Your audience Q&A session also gives you lots of feedback. Pertinent questions mean they were paying attention. If, however, questions largely focus on basics you, you thought you had covered, well, it's time to assess whether your comments lacked clarity. Next, let's move on to what happens after your presentation with regard to assessing feedback. Your reaction following a talk may be similar to many. You know, you let out a deep breath, pat yourself on the back for a job well done. I get it. But I suggest you hold off on the self-congratulation. You still have work to do. The time will never be as ripe for measuring feedback as it is immediately upon the conclusion of your speech. So stick around and mingle. This can be a real eye-opener. Casually pose some open-ended questions as you circulate. Some examples. What one or two points hit home with you? Now, I sense the audience reacted a bit more positively when I talked about how to craft a magnetic message. What do you think? How will you do your job different as a result of what you heard today? If time had allowed, what else of value might I have covered? So make it a point to enter each presentation with a checklist of items you want to work on. Your personal list might include such issues as a more powerful delivery of your message, effective use of specific nonverbal tools, success at seamlessly integrating your slides into your talk, or the power to stick to your message when dealing with Q&A. Take a few minutes shortly after your presentation to write down your reactions. Now, don't beat yourself up by being hypercritical. Just be realistic. If you fell short in one area, keep it on your list, pay it some extra attention during your next opportunity. What should you do a few days after your talk? The organization to which you spoke can be a rich source of information. Call your contacts there. Tell them you are always striving to improve so you can be even better the next time you speak before their group. Ask some focused questions designed to steer you toward improvement. There are two clear signs that you have delivered a five-star presentation. The first one flashes when your hosts invite you back to speak at their next meeting. The second lights up when they offer referrals to colleagues in other organizations in need of speakers. Do you want more detail on how you can assess feedback to polish your next presentation? Turn to Chapter 9 of the book The Truth About Public Speaking. You'll find the link in the show notes. In the next episode of the Truth About Public Speaking podcast, the spotlight is on slide presentations. 
we'll talk about specific techniques you can use and when and when not to use them. I hope you'll join me. Thanks for listening to The Truth About Public Speaking, the podcast that puts you front and center when you're front and center. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, consider posting a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you tune in. And don't forget to share news of the truth about public speaking with colleagues so they can benefit too. For more public speaking advice and to learn how we can work together, visit me online at barkscom.com. I'm Ed Barks. Until next time.